Hey guys, welcome to a new podcast. Today, this podcast will be called You're the Best Big Brother Ever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for today's topic, it's just feelings in general, bro. Oh, yeah, before we begin, I'm your host, Carlo. I'm your co host, Nguyen. Um, before we go on, why don't we um talk a little bit about ourselves before uh we go on? You go first, Ryan. So my name is Ryan. I am gonna be your co-host every episode from today on, and it's gonna be an interesting one, guys. Uh, why don't you say like how old you are, what your social security number is? Your credit card number, Um, your phone number. I'm currently 21 (laughs) years old. Nice. uh, 485-33-274392. Is that your phone number or your social security number? I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm Carlo. I'm 43. I go to... um, Roosevelt High School, and um, yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't know how much other info I should give out because we don't know who's going to be listening to this yet, but um, as I was getting on before, the topic for this episode is going to be feelings, so my first question is... <clears throat> Um, Ryan, when you get romantic feelings for someone, how do you deal with it? First, my defense mechanism kicks in, and then I tell myself, like, oh, like, she probably doesn't like me anyways, like, it's fine. It's going to be a waste of time in high school. High school relationships don't last that long, and then, and then, like, after... That all blows over. I start to wonder, like, is she still like me? Or, mm, or like, yeah, a pretty common. am I still be able to talk to her? Yeah. She probably doesn't like me back. That's fine. Mm. Like, right now, I'm feeling like it's like relationships are a waste of my time, so I'm not going to mm. bother. Yeah, I've definitely felt that in the past where, like, because I've been through multiple relationships, and you know that. If uh, for those of you who don't know, me and Ryan have been best friends since sixth grade, and um, we've just a little backstory. We've been through like a lot as friends, and um, we have like a huge history together, and like all this shit. <laughs> no, but we've been through a lot, and um, we've been there through. We've been there for each other through multiple friend groups, multiple breakups, multiple family problems, all that type of stuff. So you'll very often hear us or me mention how Ryan has been there and like ask him how he felt about that situation that I've been in or like him ask me about how I felt when he was in a certain situation, stuff like that. But um, yep. But like he was saying, like, no, yeah, I've been definitely had that same feeling a few times because <clears throat> I've been through a couple bad breakups. I've been through, you know, some 
mutual breakups and um you know after a while it gets like mentally draining you know it's the same same goes for when like <clears throat> you like a girl and then she rejects you or she doesn't feel the same way or and then that keeps happening over and over again or like multiple things or relationships don't ha- don't work out and you after a while it just kind of wears on you and you tend to feel maybe this stuff maybe I'm not cut out for this maybe I'm maybe it isn't the right time for me to go into this stuff maybe I should just focus on myself and I've definitely gone through that many times after a breakup but um I've definitely been there when especially now like Ryan was talking about where he feels like you said you feel like relation like you don't really need a relationship right now right yeah and you know at our age in high school a lot of like that's the straight facts bro like a lot of relationships don't work out at our age maybe lack of maturity lack of lack of experience all these things like stress from school you know stuff like this like we're all we're young and we haven't been through a lot um but yeah i'm sure a lot of people feel that same way but um do you think you'll ever get into a relationship in high school? Probably, but Can't as of right now, not, no. Mm-hmm. Do you have any romantic feelings towards anyone, though? I mean, yeah, but I'm trying to put that aside. I'm trying mm-hmm. to figure them out, too. Mm-hmm. Do you think just, like, as a person, you don't feel ready for a relationship, or you just don't want one in general? I mean... I think I'm ready, and I kind of want one, but I just want to, like, choose the wrong person. Mm. Yeah, that's definitely been a fear of mine. Like, some people might not know that, where, like, I've been through, like, I've been in (laughs) many relationships, and, like, I, I get called out for it all the time. But, um, I think for me, it's just, like, I like to call myself a hopeless, or I don't like to, but I, like, I know it's a fact that I'm a hopeless romantic, and, um, like, after I, like, for me, because I've, I've, I feel like I've been through a lot, and because of it, I was sort of forced to grow up quicker than I should have, and because of that, like, I'm now at this age, or mentally, I feel like I'm at the right place where I'm. I want to have a like a long-lasting relationship, a committed relationship, and I think I'm ready for it. But the problem is, is that <clears throat> it hasn't worked out so far, and that's been the case for many of my relationships. But um, <clears throat> I've definitely been afraid of not not choosing the right person. But the thing is, like, for me, I figured that out when I'm getting to know the person. Because when I decide that I like someone, I really, like, get to know them first before we get together. And, um, yeah, like, that's a huge fear for a lot of people, I feel like, where they like a person and they have deep feelings for them. But they're they're thinking, is this person right for me? Is this person going to hurt me in the end? You know? Yeah. Yeah, and, like, 
yeah, I feel like that's a common fear amongst people, and like, there's nothing wrong with that, especially at our age, you know. Yeah. We're new to this whole podcast thing. Just a piece of advice: if things go silent, then you ask a question, because that probably means that I'm trying to like figure out what I'm gonna say. Me? Yes. I don't have any questions for right now. So, um... Alright, go, man. What's your question? I don't... I don't have any questions right now. Huh? I don't have any questions right now. Oh, uh, okay. Um... So, I've, I've wondered this for a while now. Um, uh-huh. You know, for me, I personally struggle with... I'm, I consider myself a nighttime person. Like, I love the nighttime. Like, I like being up when it's late. I like sleeping in. Yeah. It's mostly because I stay up. But um, the problem with that I uh, commonly face during the dark hours is when is that my mind tends to run wild, you know? Mm-hmm. And I tend to, like, overthink a lot of things, you know? I can relate. <clears throat> yeah. And it's like, you overthink a lot of shit. And sometimes, for me, the problem is that I react irrationally mm-hmm. to those things. And, like, so, like, I don't know how many times I've, like, been, like, overstressing something. And, like, I'll call you, right? Because you're the, my go-to guy when I'm going through that type of shit. And I'll call you. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how many times, like, where I need you to calm me down. Because, like, my mind's just running wild. And, like, if I don't talk to anyone, then I'm, like, <clears throat> then it just, like, like, I'll be up until 3 a.m. just, like, thinking. Yeah. So, I was wondering, how do you deal with that? Um, I just tell you that you're just overthinking. No. Or... How do you... <laughs> How do you um, deal with that yourself? How do I deal with, like, myself? How do I deal with myself? Yeah. Yeah, how do you deal with yourself when you're going through that? When I'm overthinking and stuff? Yeah. Well, for one, I either just, like, distract myself, just watch, like, YouTube videos, stuff like that, and if I'm, like, yeah. if I'm not, like, I'm just straight up, like, what was it called? Like, uh, I'm spacing out. If I'm like spacing out, then and I'm overthinking while I'm spacing out. Then I just, I just find like the root of all, like like how it happened. And mm. I just cut it off, and then realize it's not what actually happened. And I'll just mm. wait. I'll wait for. Let's say if someone like I need someone to respond to my text. Then I'll, I'll just, like, wait. I won't think of anything of it. I'll just wait for them to res- respond. Mm. Yeah. So I recently heard about your your water fast, and I kind of want to talk about it. So how was it? All right, it? man. Yo, like, that was the biggest, like, obviously it's a huge physical, <clears throat> like, challenge obviously you're not eating for for me i did it for five days 
and that was hard enough for some people one day is hard three days is hard five days was really hard and for me not doing any intermittent fasting i haven't done any of that stuff before until then and i just went full set i was like i full send it send it bro i like went five days without eating only drinking water and i didn't realize like i i knew i was getting into a huge like physical challenge and like my body was aching bro i would like it would be hard like i would get up and i would get up out of my bed and i would try to go into my living room and go get a glass of water and halfway through i'd feel super dizzy and it was like that for the first three days right so like yeah man it was just super hard but i think the thing that i wasn't um prepared for was the huge mental journey that i had to go through as well because like you know everyone always says like you always hear your mind and your body are very connected but i was like the biggest victim to that when i went on the water fast because my body was hurting and then my mind started running wild like how we were talking about when like how it is like when you're at like when you're at like when it's nighttime and you're starting to overthink a lot right yeah. that that was how it was like for me but 24 7 couldn't so can you imagine like that's how it is like when it's late at night and you're overthinking everything that's how it was for me for that entire five days so for five days and the thing was i isolated myself because i knew i was i knew in my head and i wanted this to be the time for me to really reflect on everything that i had been through through freshman year and every like every these last four years really since sixth grade and just like reflect on every single thing and like five days isn't a long time to do it but when you're by yourself for that entire time five days seems like five years yeah so yeah and so yeah man i just really went through that and so the, the funny thing is like right after the water fast i had to go on a trip so the day that i broke the fast was the day that i landed um in la for um on the trip and so my first meal was a burger it was so funny my first meal was a burger um and when i when i was eating i was just like damn like i love food <laughs> like you don't realize how much you take food for granted until you don't have it for five days yeah yeah but um like going back to that home mental thing um I'll get into the physical benefits afterwards, but going back to the whole mental thing, it was just a huge mental transformation for me. And I remember breaking down or having a mental breakdown on the third or fourth day because I was just thinking so much. And like I admitted a few things to myself that I never really wanted to admit to before, like things and like faults that I've had in past relationships, things about myself in general, like traits about myself that I never really wanted to face or accept you know certain insecurities that i've had that i never really dealt with i li literally broke down every single thing in my life and i went through it all and i dealt with it and like i don't know if you can see it now but like i my parents and like everyone is telling me they're like you carry yourself in a very different way than you did before the water fast i don't know if you see it do you mm, not really not really. Yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't see it either. But everyone was like, you seem like a lot more hyper-focused, a lot more disciplined. Because like right out, immediately after we came back from the trip, I went out. I started intermittent fasting. I started um, a vegan diet, you know. Um, yeah. 
I started meditating more. I've just been very um, self-disciplined these last couple weeks. And um, it's paying off, you know. Um, but yeah, that week was, and those, the, the weeks, at, the couple weeks after was just really, I won't say it was rough, but it was very eye-opening to just see like how many things we believe and how many things we are under the surface really because we tend to, a lot of the things that we think or believe, we don't really focus on it. But once we really like just think about it and break it down, we really realize like how, one, how irrational some of our our beliefs and thoughts are. And two, like some things that we didn't think we believed in before, we realized that we believed in them after, like when we really faced them, you know? Because like, you don't really, like, I don't know how many, like I've heard before, like you don't really, you don't, you don't think about how high the mountain is until you're right next to it, right? Yeah. Yeah, like you look at you look at the mountain like in town, like we, where we live, and you look at the mountain, it doesn't look that high. Then you're driving on it, and you're like, holy shit, this is fucking high. Like I can see like the bog and everything, you know. Same thing, same concept, but yeah. But um, onto the physical benefits, bro. I lost some weight, but then I gained it right back <laughs> when I went on my trip, and then um, so that's why I'm going on a vegan and um intermittent fasting diet i'm also doing this thing with um apple cider vinegar where there's this thing where you drink a tablespoon or you consume doesn't matter how you do it um you put it on your food or whatever you put a um tablespoon of um apple cider vinegar and it helps digestion it helps all these things and like and i've seen a huge difference in the last three five three to four days alone um in four days i've lost like three four pounds and it's been amazing. Um, goal is to lose another like ten, but like it's a good start for only about a week. But yeah, I wanted to ask you though, how has being basically by yourself for these last? Because like I remember for me, um, these last couple weeks have been kind of rough, just like being by myself because like. Well, I do like being by myself and like I do recharge by being by myself, but I also love being around people. So how has it been being by yourself, like at home? Because we're we're on summer break right now. How's it has it been these last two, three, four weeks just being by yourself at home? Well ever since I like sprained my ankle, it's kind of been difficult. I couldn't go to like martial arts or like even work out and knowing myself I'm not even that self-disciplined to like work out for long so all I could do at home was just literally play games all day sit on my couch eat mm. stuff like that I get bored <clears throat> to the point where I like start talking to myself like all my friends are going on trips so I literally have nothing else to do Hmm. Um. Uh. Well, now that I'm feeling better, I. Well, about my ankle. Now that I'm now now that my ankle feels a little bit better, I could go to karate. But I'm just, like having second thoughts and like, even though I shouldn't be, like like what what, like, 
I'm so behind my um I'm so behind on like martial arts. My friends are higher belts than me. I can't like what are the people gonna think? Like every like I usually before the, when I actually went to like my martial arts, I didn't care about like what people thought of me. Yeah. And now it's just like all in my head. Like when I go, what are pe- what are people gonna like think of me? Like yeah, yeah, it's all in my head. I think you. But... I think like people like for me generally like I like to think that I'm a. <clears throat> pretty um like i won't say i'm carefree but i definitely don't stress on the things that aren't worth stressing about yeah you know um but i definitely relate to that because like when you're around people you don't really give a crap what they think you know like when it's yeah. like when i'm uh, for me when i'm in school and stuff like that. I don't really give a crap what other people think. Like, I'll see people staring at me if I crack a joke or whatever. I don't really give two shits, you know? But when you're yeah. by yourself for a while, you kind of think, oh, shit. What do people think of me, you know? And it's, like, yeah. starts to get to you, you know? So I think, like, I think for me, like, the more I'm around people, the less I care, you know? But once I'm, like, by myself for a while, I start to think, oh, shit. Maybe, maybe I'm too loud. Or maybe... I'm too hyperactive, or any, any, any of the shit, you know. Or maybe I'm you know, like, people think I tried too hard, or stuff like that, you know. Yeah. I think that for me, that's a big insecurity. Like I, like going back to what, like what you said. Um. Um. You know, we don't really think about things until we're by ourselves. Um. And like I under like for me like I relate to how you feel like i know for me when i don't go to tournaments for a while because i'm on off season right now for turn for tennis tournaments i definitely feel this sort of insecurity or like this thing in my head where it's like are the people who i play in tournaments are they training super hard maybe they're gonna be super good when i go back when it when season starts again you know it's all these things because like you're not seeing them and you're not seeing their progress and you think when you go back and you see them again, am I going to pale in comparison to their progress and how they're performing, you know? Yeah. And, like, yeah, that's a big, like, thing that I think athletes in general, like, some people have more confidence in their abilities than others, but, like, I think for me, it's the same story with you. Um, but a big insecurity that I've been trying to deal with is... Sometimes I think I, I come across as I'm trying too hard at literally everything. And like, just to be sociable in the way I act and, like, everything. And I wanted to, like, ask you, like, try to put yourself in, a, in like, other people's shoes. How do I come across as to other people? Like, it's not a, like, it's like, you know how you were saying, like, you don't really give a shit about how, how people think. But then once you, like, like what we're saying, like, when you're by yourself, you kind of start to think about it. And I wonder, do people think I try too hard? Well, not really. I think it's more of, like, I think you don't give a shit too much. Really? Talk about that. Yeah. If I put myself in other people's shoes, I see it in, like, a different picture. I kind of, like, see 
like you just like it's like me and you just like walking or at school or something it's like talking and then like i think i kind of noticed like um yeah you don't like really you you don't care too much i don't know how to put it in context but like no i I get what you're saying yeah yeah i think for me um a big thing for me is my energy level you know because some sometimes i'm super quiet not a lot but like sometimes i'm super quiet and i reserved and i don't really like talk like talking to anybody like i'll just put my my airpods in and i'll just kind of stay to myself and then other times i'll be super loud and i'll like crack a joke 20 times yeah one conversation and i'll just like be super playful and loud and stuff like this and like sometimes it kind of like like it kind of daunted on me the other day i was like maybe i'm too over like hyperactive and stuff like this. i don't know it's all these things you know, um, like, I, like when I was in dur- doing the water fast, I really broke myself down as a person. I thought, who, like, not necessarily who am I, but like, sort of like the actions I've done and like, like certain personality traits that I have and stuff like this. And it's not so much that I hate myself or that I'm like, not confident, but it's definitely... Like, I don't want to come across a certain way when really I mean to do it, to be a different type of way or be a different, I don't know how to word it, but like, I don't want to come across a certain way when I really mean to do the other, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes I get a little too hyperactive and I think it's just because of pure excitement, you know? Because like, for me, like I go into, like, if I don't see people for a while, like, I go into it, and I'm like, chill the fuck. Like, I'm thinking, chill the fuck out. Like, you haven't seen these people in a while. Like, you're super excited to see them, but, like, chill chill out, you know? And then I see them, and immediately I'm just like, hey, bro, what's up? How are you? You know, all this stuff. Yeah, like, that's, like, me every single time I see someone after hours. Yeah, I you know? It's, it's like, you, while, ca- yeah. you tell yourself, chill out. But then you immediately, like, once you start talking to them, it's just like, hey, bro, how are you? I sounded super, like... Cholo with an eagle. Eagle, how you? No, no, no. <laughs> um, no, but I think um, for me, um, what I'm working on right now is just really, like, chilling the fuck out and just, like, really um, reacting to things more logically rather than on impulse. Because the way I used to be was I really, like, broke down every situation before I went into it. And then after a while, I that kind of didn't get me too far. So I thought, if I just react on impulse, then things will be a little bit better, you know? But then that has only gotten me so far. And I'm starting to think, I think I should just kind of go back to the way things were because it worked out for me before. It may not work for me this time, but it, I don't see it working any worse than reacting on impulse i think with certain things it's good to react on impulse and certain things it's good to react logically yeah but um 
I I've read a couple books this this summer. The first one was um, "Do It Scared" by um, I forgot who the author is, but um, it was, basically was about fears. And I'm not a very fearful person, you know. I only have one big fear, and that's losing my family, you know, which is a very common fear amongst like everybody, right? Yeah. But um, I haven't always been a fearful person, but um, I read that book, and it really like opened my eyes to how we really sometimes let fear hold us back from success and um, how fear sometimes prevents us from making those big changes in our lives, you know? And I think for yeah. me, that was the case with, and I didn't realize this, like how was, I was mentioning before that sometimes we don't realize things until we really break it down. And after reading that book, I really broke down why certain changes that I've tried to be or really growth like big growth periods that I've really tried to um go through have not worked in the past I thought was it like before I read the book I was like is it timing is it just a thing with maturity and like no like people can make um changes in themselves all the time you know like at any yeah. time in life um but the problem that I was facing was that I was scared one of how people would react to the new me and two would i be a, would it really be the real me or would i just be putting a facade you know because i mentioned in a podcast in a podcast episode with justin our close friend who is also recording this for now <laughs> about how i have a problem with like expressing my emotions or like certain things that I think about or like that I feel, you know, yeah. because like, I'm not a very, like I'm an expressive person. Like I, I it's not like I'm a robot, you know, but I don't like, um, I think I'm less comfortable going to people with problems. And um, I think it was the same case for um, when I was like, when I tried to really work on myself and make those big growth make that big growth process or I don't know how to word it uh, in myself where it was just like, I tried to be super expressive and like, or not super expressive, but more open and it, it gets too hard. So I eventually give up, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then, so I read another book after that called, and it was um, titled 13 things that mentally strong people do and it, i picked it up not because i don't consider myself mentally strong but i picked it up because i wanted to see do i already do these things you know yeah. just to see like you know and i Mission read confidence. it and <laughs> that's one way to put it but just really <laughs> like i think to see if i'm like doing the right things you know to yeah. keep myself mentally strong and um one thing so i'm there's 13 but i like i said there's 13 and i'm taking this one week at a time and i'll focus one week to really working on one of those things and this week it's uh reacting logically to things rather than emotionally because a lot of times when we react react emotionally it's not very 
one other word to use, but you logical. Huh? Yeah, not I mean, get you anywhere. Like sometimes it will, you know, like with more um with more emotional situations, like with you know, um love yeah. and all that stuff. Sometimes it's more you you do you should react more emotional rather than logical. But I think yeah. a majority of the time you should react logically. And um like I was talking to you about this like earlier today, right? Where we were talking about a mutual friend of ours and how sometimes um and by the way, they don't go to Roosevelt, so don't even try to figure out who they are. <laughs> um, and how sometimes they can be kind of a spoiled brat, you know, or act like a spoiled brat and like play the victim sometimes. And you were oh, telling me how, yeah. yeah, yeah, and how you were telling me how sometimes you kind of just want to blow, like it, you kind of, you kind of, they kind of piss you off so much to the point where you kind of like you're about to blow up. And I definitely like, I felt that before towards. Um, certain people me. that have gone on my nerves. No, no, not you. No, um, it's definitely like maybe once or twice. Um, at you. To me. Oh. Huh? Yeah, me? but like. Yeah. Um, no, but like I was telling you, like I was talking to you about it because it's something that I'm working on this week, of like reacting a lot more, um, logically rather than emotionally and you were telling me like how you sometimes want to blow up and i told you you know <clears throat> like i get that that's the feeling that you have and it like that's the feeling i would probably have too but blowing up the person and reacting emotionally might not help the situation at all you know you know when i when i said that like blow up i didn't mean like like full-on rant about him i meant like blow up as in like set them straight like this is oh yeah i know yeah yeah yeah, i know um but the the problem with that is um like oftentimes it's not the what it's not what we say it's how we say it and i knew that when you like sometimes when you try to like with me too i struggle with this sometimes too um, where when we try to set a person straight who isn't really acting right, you know, or isn't really acting in a kind way, um, we try to set them straight and try to really talk them out of it. But sometimes, you know, those people can be difficult and it gets on our nerves and then we eventually raise our voice. And so what I was trying to get across was that, you know, tell him, and it, but in a calmer way and then kind of give him a wake-up call and that wake-up call by the way was to not talk to him for a little while um which in some cases isn't the most healthiest thing to do but in this case we there really is no other choice um but yeah um the biggest thing i'm working on this week is react logically rather than emotionally and i think that's yeah like that's something that i used to struggle with a lot but um, I wanted to ask you, <clears throat> can you talk about like a situation where you acted, you reacted emotionally and like on impulse rather than logically and like thinking it through and it backfired on you? Yeah, there's one, there, there's this one time where um, I was playing a normal game, this guy 
who I'm like friends with, he sometimes can like we we've been in a couple arguments where he's just like like he always has an excuse like during arguments i'm just like trying to set him straight just like dude chill out you're you're kind of being an asshole right now yeah and he and all like like every time i say that he just it's either like it's not me it's the game or it's either like not me or the game or it's like shut up you're you're an asshole. You're you're a dick. Yeah. And I'm just like I explode on him, and he's like, "Dude, you don't see it now, but if you really take a close look at yourself, you are an asshole." Like, like, what do you think? I think I know. Yeah, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, it's like what? Why do you think? Sometimes I don't want to play with you, and sometimes I do. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just like. So, how did you react emotionally and on impulse rather than logically? Sorry for my voice; I'm getting kind of congested. Yes, man. Um, how did I act emotionally? Yeah. Um, I just yelled at him for like built-up feelings, and it obviously didn't end well. Cause what did you say? I just said stuff like. Shut, shut the hell up! Like shut the fuck up! You're an asshole. Like, no wonder you're fucking, like, no one likes you. Mm. You're a loner. Like, you don't see it now. You're, you're a bitch. Like, no wonder mm. no one wants to fucking talk to you. Mm. Some shit like that. And then he, just like, the only reason why I'm a loner is because, because. All I do is fucking wait for people to talk to me or something. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> That's all I can think of as a <coughs> But speaking of um, our past conversation about building yourself, breaking yourself down, building stuff back up, it's kind of the same yeah. stuff like muscle and stuff. <clears throat> um, when you like work out, it's just like you break down the muscle in your muscles yeah. and then it builds it up to be stronger. Yeah. So yeah. speaking of muscles, um, how do you break <laughs> yourself down? How do you break yourself <laughs> down and like build yourself up, like, like socially? So like, how do you like get over the fear, <clears throat> of, like social judgment and like, like what other people think? How do I deal with it? Yeah. Um. You know, I used to be a person that um. Can you still hear me? Yeah. All right. I used to be a person that, like, I really cared about, like, what people thought. Yeah. And it didn't get me anywhere, you know, because you're constantly worrying about what other people think. And eventually, it makes you unhappy, you know, because you aren't living the way that you... And so me and you, like, we've always been big advocates self-love self-reliance really and um always really being in a relationship with yourself first before anyone else Mm -hmm. and um 
I think with me and how I got to a place where sometimes I, I like you said, and I, I guess I didn't realize until now where I guess how I come across as though I don't really give a crap about what other people think is, you know, before yeah. I do anything, I think, or like before, <clears throat> like I'm always like, I've always like, I kind of made the decision a while back that if it makes me happy, I'm going to do it, you know? And I think being like true to myself and the things that I want to do really like help me get far in that sense. And like the things I like to do is like talk to people. I like being around people, you know, sometimes I may not, be the best at forming conversations but i try because i like talking to people you know do you yeah um i know for you you like you've talked about in the past having social problems and like i like believe it like believe it or not i i get social anxiety up you know um before i go on stage to talk in front of our entire grade for i don't know whatever assembly like, I'm only, like, it doesn't come across it as it sometimes, but I'm freaking nervous, you know, because, you know, in the back of our heads, are, we're always thinking, oh, I don't want to come across a certain way, or I don't want to be annoying to some people, you know? Yeah. Or, you know, I don't want to piss people off, and, like, all this stuff. But um, how do I break myself down and build myself? I think for me, how I really broke it down was just, like I said, was really thinking, how can I be my happiest self? Because I was at a point before where I wasn't very happy with myself and with my entire situation. And so this is like a year ago, you know, I think you, you were there. I was like, in, like, literally a year ago around this time, like right when school ended a year ago, I was in a very bad place. And I told myself, how can I be my happiest self without having to rely on others? And so I basically went into freshman year thinking and really going with the mindset that if it makes me happy, I'm going to do it. But let me tell you and everyone out there, sometimes the thing that makes you the happiest will eventually hurt other people. And... um like, I was telling you this today, how, you know, sometimes, like, there's a silver lining in everything. Like, I'm not going to go into, like, what we were talking about specifically. You remember what I was talking about. What I'm, you know what I'm referring to, though. Like, the conversation yeah. we had today. Because uh, you, he, um, Ryan asked me a question, and um, I told him, and I'm, like, I'm going to talk about it now, where there's, like, a silver lining, basically, in everything. And sometimes the thing that makes you happiest will hurt the people around you, you know? And um, I've realized that sometimes there's a difference between being selfless. No, not selfless. There's a difference between self-love and self-reliance versus being selfish. Both, both terms, or all three terms have the word self in it, 
but the difference is that one of them includes affecting other people. Yeah. Because when you, when you, yeah, when you are, sorry. Oh, <laughs> remember that there that you gave me earlier? That yeah. person replied to me back. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Uh, I'll read it later. But um, it's a big boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll read it to you later. But anyway, um, what was that time? But yeah, there's there's a, like like I said, there's a silver, there's a silver lining in all three. All three, they pertain to making you happy. But only one of them is at the expense of someone else. And um, I've realized, like, when I, I, I keep saying I've realized a lot. And, like, I have, I've realized a shit ton. Um, and I've realized that, um, you know, I have had a problem with being selfish without realizing it, you know, and doing things yeah. that make me happy without realizing that it was at the expense of other people. And that has cost me, you know, romantic relations, a romantic relationship or two, a couple friendships, you know, all these things. And, um, yeah, that silver lining between that can be applied to literally everything in life, you know? Um, yeah, like there's always a silver lining in everything in life, and you know it's always going to be hard to make a decision. It's always hard making any decision in life, but um, you know, you just gotta think through stuff. <laughs> you know, sometimes when we have these questions, I take that topic, I answer it, and then I like go super deep with it, and I like go on forever. And I just realized that now. <laughs> Wait, so how do, how do you get over fears? How do I get over fears? Yeah, how do you overcome fears? How do you overcome fears? Um, well, it depends on which fear you're talking about. Um, What's the fear that you're trying to get over? Trying to get over, like, socialism. Socialism and like fear of socialism. Socialism. So socialism. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. Um, I feel like my fear of you know socializing doesn't cut as deep, quite as deep as yours. Um, but I think putting myself out there, like constantly has really helped with it you know and realizing yeah. that there isn't as like you won't receive as much judgment as you think you will you know it's like yeah. going on um like morning announcements back in middle school like once twice a week you know um and also like going on assemblies and all this stuff and like lunchtime activities every month um you know constantly putting myself out there like, I was forced to, basically, because... Well, not forced to. Like, I had signed up to be in student body government. But that was an obligation of mine. 
or uh, and because of and I'm so thankful that I had those opportunities and because because those situations really opened me up as a person and made me more socially capable. So I think how I overcame the fear of social judgment and social, you know, awkwardness um, <clears throat> was really just putting myself out there more. And like, I get that it's hard in the beginning, but the more you do it, the easier, the more you do anything, the easier it gets. Out. Yeah. So practice like, this makes, I don't, I don't how, how would you, so let's say like you're in like my position, right? Mm. What would you do to start small? These podcasts are a start. I mean, you're um, definitely putting yourself out there for a bunch of people to listen to it, and you don't know how people are going to respond. You know, we've re- we've gotten negative responses for a po- for a, for episodes that we put out in the past with on our friends' podcast, you know, and that's definitely a scary thing to do. Um, and like we've been not the victim, but like we've really like we've really realized that now that like. It is a scary thing to do, but the more you do it and the more you put yourself out there, the easier it gets, you know. Like, for you, I feel like these podcasts are a good way for you to, like, one, formulate conversations with people. Because it's, like, this is, like, a good way to formulate conversations with people. Because we're basically just having a conversation, you know. And yeah. it's a good way to formulate, learn how to formulate conversations. It's a good way to just learn how to not really be afraid of what how people are going <clears> to <throat> respond to you really and um yeah, yeah so i feel like these are good these podcasts are a good start um yearbook will be a good start because you're going to meet more people i think you know going into sophomore year is really going to be a good start or like a big thing too because people have changed since freshman year and also new freshmen are coming in we're no longer the youngest so we feel a little bit more comfortable in school. So I think that'd be a thing. Um, but yeah, I feel like definitely, and this isn't me con- trying to convince you to make more episodes, but uh, I definitely feel like these podcasts will be a good start for you. It definitely helps me, like, even though I've been, I've been already been putting myself out there for ju- um, for other people to judge for a long time now. But it's still, it's like it's still like it's still a scary thing for me to do, but it's definitely been helping me, you know, be less. I think it's definitely since we've done these, started doing these podcasts with Justin, it's definitely helped um my conversational skills a lot, and I think it uh, like the more we do it, the help, more it'll help both of us really. Do you agree? Yeah, I agree, but, like, I'm talking about, like, in person, you know? In person. Um, yeah, no, like I said, the more you put yourself out there, I think in terms of in person, maybe just talking a little bit more, talking to other people that you don't know to will be, um, will be good for you, um, uh yeah um like like 
I'm not trying to say that you're unfortunate, but I think fortunately for me, um, <laughs> I think for me, fortunately, I was um, able to get those opportunities to go on stage and all these stuff. And like in drama club too, um, or drama drama class, it it definitely was like really, it really helped me. But um, for you, I think you can recreate those same types of experiences on your own by just really forcing yourself to and really having enough self-discipline to step out of your comfort zone and talk to people and like start converse strike conversations and all this stuff yeah. yeah yeah i think the more you learn i think it, you really like social awkwardness is not really something that you can necessarily overcome because like even me i'm socially awkward after all this time like it's something that'll get better with time, but I don't think it's something you can fully overcome. But I think the thing that you can become better at is talking to people, and that'll eventually make you more comfortable with being around people. Because the more conversations you have, the more com- comfortable you are around a certain person. You know, so if you start conversations yeah. with anybody, really, then it gets easier. You know, like yeah. during those assemblies, I'm not necessarily having a conversation with the entire grade, <clears throat> but it kind of feels like that, you know, when you're yeah. up on stage and you're like trying to get everyone hyped and all this stuff, like it definitely feels like that because you're basically interacting with 200, 300 people at a time. Um, but yeah, I think little steps like that will definitely be good. Yeah. It's mm. interesting. Um, I wanted to ask you, <clears throat> Because you're, I think, what well, a, a trait that about you that I really admire. Um, no homo. Um, <laughs> that that I really admire is how calm and collected of a vibe that you give off. You know, not necessarily that like you don't stress about um certain stuff because like that's basically what comics like it is. But like just how much like your vibe is also, is very like calm cool and collected like you come off as a, as a very cool person and i was wondering like let me get a couple of those secrets because i come off as a very um energetic type of guy and i'm really trying to chill out you know because there's no really there's no point in ex- like really exhausting myself and always putting out that much energy when you know if i were to just stay cool or not cool like calm and do the same things then i could save a lot of energy <laughs> So that, oh yeah, the question is how do you how do you just stay so calm all the time? Well, first of all, since I'm like an awkward person, I try not to make any eye contact, and um, well, second of all, I kind of think a lot, so I stay in my own personal bubble, and that's one thing I'm trying to work on try and get out of it yeah and i just stick with my my good friends i'm not trying to mess with anybody so um what do you think about like my situation with with this girl (laughs) um well what do you want to know how what do you think is going to happen in the future with us 
Um, meaner. I definitely think that if you learn to, if you really like work on this whole opening yourself up and like becoming a little less anxious about social situations and like learning to uh, converse with people more, then it'll definitely get easier to strike up a conversation with her. Because like as of this moment, you guys don't talk very often, you know? Yeah, and, I kind of um, regret that. There's, there's like, nothing wrong with that. opportunities to talk to her, and I chose not to. Well, I mean, it, you can't, like, it's, it, it's one thing to start up a conversation with someone new or, on, like, a friend or, like, a person in your friend group that you haven't talked to that often. Like, it's one person, it's one thing to do that, and it's another thing to talk to a person that you like, you know? Like, that's yeah. a big difference. Like, especially for a start, it's a bit, like, for like for like in your case it's a completely different start like in your journey that you're gonna go through it's a completely different thing for you to start with a person that's in your friend group that you don't talk to that often versus the girl that you like you know it's a completely different thing so i don't blame you for missing out on those opportunities because i'm sure like if i was in your if i was in your shoes i would have done the same thing so I think the more you open yourself up or learn to open yourself up, which is something I'm still working on too, um, the easier it'll get, you know? Yeah. Like with me, I like talking to every person in our group. Or not every person, but most people in our group. I'd say at least half, you know? I, I try to strike up a conversation with at least half or at least <clears throat> talk with them on some small level every day you know and it's definitely helped me be able to talk to a girl that i like or like it's definitely been able to it's definitely enabled me to be a little bit better at conversing with my girlfriend you know yeah you know it's funny because a lot of the time i think another thing is like when you're in the same friend group as a person as the person that you like or the person you're dating when you talk about other people in your group sometimes it's like it's a good conversation topic because there's both of you are in that friend group and you can relate on a lot of things you know it's not so much talk it's shit talking it's just kind of like <clears throat> like relating you know because you're friends with everyone in that same you guys are f- friends with the same people so that's like that's a good conversation um yeah sorry sidetracking but um no yeah i feel like the more you like farther along you get in this journey, the easier it'll be for you to really pounce on those opportunities to talk to that person, you know. But um, as for in the future, if you pull through this journey, then I can see you guys at the very least becoming very close friends who talk, you know. Yeah, that kind of pains me a little bit. Huh? It kind of pains me a little. What? Hurts me. It's like, I'd much rather, even though being best friends is, like, good and all, um, it kind of, like, hurts me to see, mm. to hear that <clears throat> we'd much rather be friends than in a relationship. Mm. Well, there's also that like, some people like to call themselves exclusive to each other, you know? 
like I like the, oh shit sorry I dropped my phone um the I think for me the very first super serious relationship that I got into we weren't dating per se you know we weren't boyfriend girlfriend but we were exclusive to each other with meaning that we liked each other and we weren't going to go for anyone else you know yeah like you could use the term friends with benefits but nowadays that means something completely different um we like to call it a mutual understanding you know um but yeah there's that i mean if you're not completely comfortable with being in a relationship just yet then there's always that you know like yeah like that some people call it going steady where it's like will you go steady with me meaning we're not boyfriend girlfriend yet but can you promise me that i'm yours and you're still mine you know that we're not going to go for anyone else and i definitely think that that's possible for you guys maybe at this moment i don't know how she feels about you but maybe at this moment it'll be a little bit more difficult with your situation but the more you grow as a person the easier things will get you know yeah Um, I wanted to ask you what you think about me and my girlfriend and how we work together. Oh, that's hard, man. That's hard. (laughs) That's a hard one, dude. So, like, what was the question again? How do you think me and my girlfriend work together? Oh, yeah, and just a bit of a backstory. Me and my girlfriend, um, we dated in the past for about a year and then we dated again earlier in freshman year for nearly two months but that didn't work out because we were both still working through the transition from middle school to high school and it was kind of hard and it was kind of uh, stressful on us so we I don't think we were ready yet for a relationship and so that didn't work out but we're giving it another try right now and I wanted to see how what you thought about what you think about it and how you think we work how we work as a team and how as a couple now versus how we did the first time and the second time. Sorry, what was the question? Oh my God. Let me just say the question again. Um, so I wanted to get your perspective because you were there through the first time that we were together and the second time that we were together. Um, how do you think that we work as a team and as a couple now versus the first and the second time? Well, I haven't heard any problems this third time you guys are dating. Mm-hmm. So I think you guys are working really well as a couple and as a team, as a duo, as a person. I think you guys are I don't want to say like perfect, but you guys are really great mm. as a couple, mm. as a relationship, as a liking partner. Mm. Can you compare it to my previous relationships? These last well, your previous relationships weren't that great, weren't that perfect. <laughs> 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 well, considering that. 
um, you guys broke up and got back together two times. This is your third relationship. Um, I think you guys are like that's unhealthy, but yeah. Um, I think it's normal to get back with your ex as long as you guys are on good uh, speaking terms and uh, yeah, maybe even like personal terms. Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah, but like comparing yeah. it to my previous relationship, so like really go into it. Like you don't have to so, go into how those relationships were, but or like. Like, you don't have to name, please don't name the person. And, like, don't be so specific that they know who it is, but who the person is. But, like, just compare it to one or two of, actually, compare it to one of my previous relationships. Your previous relationship or your one of my previous relationships. relationships? Doesn't matter which one. So, your current relationship or, or to your. My, to one of my previous ones. Previous, okay, so your past relationship. So what I think is going on here is I think that she really get got to know you like six through nine, which is now, and going into 10, which- Yeah, great, by she, the way. She, yeah, she really got to know you, which makes it, I yeah. think, really good that she knows all your flaws, she knows all your 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 pros and cons <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Like she's really into you. Vice versa really too. Yeah. And and your previous relationships, it's kind of difficult to say that you really got to know her because this current one you you actually got to know her. You she's yeah. been with you those three, four, four, four years. Four, four years of getting to know five, three to five years. <laughs> which that's a lot of time because usually adults take like six to ten years, one yeah. to ten years, and you know, high school is just an experimental playground. Yeah, man. Hey, I like that. Really, yeah, it's where you get to figure yourself out, and I'm still yeah. trying to figure myself out. Yeah. And so, so going back time. to your relationship. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm saying, but I'm just gonna say it. So, <laughs> so um, it's fine. It's it's kind of hard to uh, compare because I'm not you. So, your past you relationship to compare? <laughs> no, <laughs> I think I got it. Um... <laughs> well, your past relationship, I think you got in like too deep. And it didn't really work out that much. You showed your yeah. flaws. She didn't know about it. So she got scared. She ran away. He or she. Um, <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Nothing um, wrong with being gay. Just like, don't accuse me. Don't assume my sexuality, you mother. Okay. okay. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> my bad. Um, yeah. I think that's just the problem. Just, Get to really know your your significant other before you guys actually yeah. commit. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. it's my relationships that worked out um, before this one, or like that worked out better than others. <clears throat> we really took a long time to really get to know each other. Yeah. Like yeah. with the mutual understanding that I was in, the first kind of serious relationship that I was in, we really took a long time to really get to know each other. 
And like in that time, yes, we did have a, have a couple arguments and we did have a couple falling outs, you know? Yeah. And I think that that's healthy, you know, it's only normal, you know? And I think if you don't go through that in the getting to know process, then you aren't done with the getting to know process. You yeah. know, you aren't done getting to know someone until you've seen them at their worst mm-hmm. versus their best, you know? Yeah. And I think that was my problem was that when we were, I was going through the getting to know process, yes, I like taking a long time to, or I like taking time to get to know the person. But the problem was that, like I said before, I struggle with um, opening myself up. So I only really let them see a portion of the real me. And it sounds so deep. Um, but, or a lot deeper than I than I um, meant it to be, but yeah, it was, and I think because of that, the relationship didn't work out because they hadn't seen me at my worst before we got into the relationship, you know. Yeah, and um, I think like for anyone out there who's getting into a relationship, who is thinking of getting into a relationship, really think about it. Has have you and that person seen each other at your worst? And it's not so much that that's a key thing it's just that it's a healthy thing you know if you haven't seen a person at your uh the other person at their worst or if they haven't seen you at your worst then you really don't know what to expect when they do or when you do end up seeing them or them seeing you at each other's worst you know because yeah people react some people they react and so you never know how a person's going to react and i think it's better to be safe than sorry See if the person can handle you at your worst. I'm not saying that I'm not saying to show them your worst immediately, but unless they've really seen all of you, and when I say all of you, I mean all of you emotionally and mentally, then I don't think you're ready yet to get into the relationship. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I have to agree with that. If you don't agree, then then it's okay. It's okay. We're not going to say anything offensive. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, let's see. Um, so how have you been with your um, working out schedule? And, my working out schedule. Yeah, and like your self-discipline. How do you like actually self-discipline? I think oh, um, my self-discipline has definitely gotten a lot. Like there's been a huge change in self-discipline. Like I go through spikes, obviously. Like everyone has those spikes. Like I, I like to use a bodybuilder as an example. You know, yeah. they like there's a thing called a dirty bulk. Basically, when a bodybuilder is trying to bulk up, they'll eat like a lot. Some people like they don't do it this way, but they like eat as much food as they want and then they like go work out a lot right and they they go and they build their muscle and then afterwards they just cut 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 meaning like they go on like a diet right and they'll like lose all this like body fat percentage and but the purpose of the bulk is that when they cut they end up losing uh muscle too right but um so yeah it's like I like to use that as an example because like, you know, everyone goes through spikes and like everyone goes through ups and downs and like there's different phases to self discipline. But I think for me like for me, it's definitely like 
I'm in a, definitely in a upstage right now in which like I'm super determined to really get myself super fit and super lean. Um, I'm done bulking. I've been bulking for a long time now. Like I'm definitely a lot more muscular now than I was in sixth grade. And that's probably the case for a lot of people. But I think like I've worked out a lot more than the, the than certain other people in this amount of time that I've had. So I am a little bit more um, bulky. I'm not going to say muscular, but I'm definitely a lot more bulky than other people. Um, and now I'm really just self-disciplining my, uh, like just working on self-discipline and I'm really dieting myself. I've gone vegan. I'm doing this apple cider vinegar thing. Um, I think the biggest thing for me is just really thinking about the past and or not like not thinking about the past, but thinking I don't want to go back to having a, a few more pounds on me, which there's nothing wrong with it. But for me, it's just like I don't like having a few more pounds on me than needed, you know. So um, I really think about that. And I'm like, OK, I got to like keep this weight off or I got to be more lean. And, you know, and it's yeah. really about thinking about the consequences um, rather than just like reacting on impulse and grabbing it grabbing the chip bag and like grabbing the cookies and grabbing you know all this stuff Gra go get, getting to go get boba which, which by the way has been so hard dude i've been craving boba for the last three weeks and it's been so hard but um <laughs> but um yeah i think self-discipline has been, really been like a big thing for me i'm a very hard on myself type of guy um maybe a little too hard on myself so that I guess that's how, I guess that's kind of the reason why self-discipline has been a little easier for me than others. But the, at the same time, that being hard on myself attitude has also made being self-disciplined harder because when you're hard on yourself, sometimes nothing is ever good enough, you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah. So I think for me, just learning to accept my flaws and learning to accept certain things that I don't like about myself and my body and also like emotionally and mentally, learning to accept those things and then working on it has definitely been the biggest step for me. But yeah, um, speaking of body transformations, bro, you've had a glow up in the last two, three years. So can you maybe, talk about maybe. like, huh? It's just Maybe baby fat. fat. It's Not just baby, baby fat. I mean, but like still, how has that played a role in your confidence and the way that you carry yourself now versus back then? I mean, I think I was way more confident when I was fatter. Really? As of now, yeah, because um, back in like fifth grade, I was pretty fat. I didn't really care about it. It was a good time. We all had laughs. I was actually voted class clowns, but I, I was actually... I was, um, Dude, you were so banquet. funny in sixth, seventh grade. Dude, you were so, I mean, so were freaking immature. funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I mean, yeah, but like still, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, being in fifth grade was like the best time of my life, and it was kind of difficult, like seeing my, like, teachers tear up and stuff like that. And yeah. moving into sixth grade, it was scary. 
So I shut down and didn't talk to anybody. Yeah. See, I didn't get to see you in fifth grade and how you were in fifth grade. Um, yeah. I remember going into sixth grade and we were in the same homeroom and I was thinking, wow, this kid's very, very quiet, you know. And then when we ended up having the same class together, so I tried talking to you. And I remember the very first interaction that we ever had was just like I caught like you caught me like looking at you. This is going to sound very gay, but <laughs> you caught me looking at you. And so I made like some weird face. All right, I don't even know if you remember this, but the very first we enter every action interact first ever interaction we had was like this. I looked at you, and you caught me looking at you, and so I made a funny face, and then you kind of smiled, and then it turned into like this is all nonverbal, by the way. Like we didn't say a single word. Like we, we sat across the room. Like, yeah, we sat across the room, and we just like looked at each other, and then we tried to look at each other without smiling or laughing. Do you remember this? Not really. I can imagine. Not really? Yeah. yeah. Like, we looked at each other and tried not to laugh. And that was the first ever interaction we had. And then eventually we started talking and we uh, started playing <laughs> Minecraft together um, when we got home. And like that was basically the whole basis of how we became friends. And you, like, talk about, like, like... You like we talk now about like social anxiety and stuff like this and conversationalist stuff like this. You're like you're a lot more like you converse with people a lot more now than you did back then. So I mean like you shouldn't have you shouldn't feel ashamed about how like you are like I mean I like I agree that there's always room for improvement with anything in life, but like you should be like proud of how much, how far your social skills have gotten in these last three years. I mean, yeah, middle school is an awkward time for everyone, and everyone's, pre- like, literally pretty much everyone's socially awkward, but, like, you definitely, like, you've definitely had a huge improvement in terms of social skills in these last two, three years. I think I was way more social in eighth grade than I was now. Really? What makes you feel yeah. like that? Because I was the center of the tension. So, I think I kind of had to. That's a question that we should bring up. How does being the center of attention get to people? I mean, it's kind of like being on a stage. You can't just be the center of attention and not saying anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think a lot of the time, without you realizing it, you really are the center of attention <clears throat> in our group, you know, whether you don't realize it or not, me and this year, my girlfriend, or I mean, like for me, I obviously for me, because I'm, we're best friends, like I'm always paying attention to how you are, but like also for like other people, like my girlfriend and me and your um, two other best friends. Um, we like we're always like seeing what you're doing or like paying attention to how you're feeling and i think for me or like for other people like we aren't doing that as much with with other people you know i think you're like you're still one of the bigger centers of attention when we're at lunch or on you know when we're at school 
you just don't realize yeah. it. I think I have a bad habit of, sorry, what were you saying? No, go ahead. Oh, okay. So, I think I have a bad habit of, like, just trying not to talk to anybody, just not making any eye contact. Yeah, same. I do that sometimes, but not, not as much as you do. Yeah. I only talk to the ones that I'm comfortable with. Being that it's like it's like you and glasses and braces, <laughs> the nicknames, and my girlfriend. Um, she one of them? yeah, she's one of them. I'll call her Blondie, but I, I can't <clears> talk <throat> to her like one on one. It's kind of hard. Mm. I think. I mean, I can, but I can't. Mm. Something like that. Well, I mean, she she. She's a very good conversationalist, so she'll think. But there are times where she's super quiet, too, you know? I mean, it happens to everyone, but, like, yeah. Yeah. I, you know who's almost always the center of attention is Glasses. Because he's super, like, like you think if you think that I'm loud, which I wouldn't blame you if you do. If you think I'm loud, this dude's like five times louder than I am. And so he's yeah, always really the center of attention. Yeah, because he really doesn't bad. give two fucks, you know? But like I said, there is a silver lining with everything. And sometimes people see him as immature or too loud sometimes, you know? I think he's but mature. He doesn't give... Huh? I, I think he's like mature, just not like in group situations wise. Hmm. I mean, like, everyone's mature in their own way. I think yeah, she's yeah, mature yeah. in the sense that he's learned to not really give a crap. You know? But, I yeah, like, yeah. I think in other, like, we've, I've seen the real him. Um, and I've seen him at his worst. You know? Everyone, I think everyone has their own immaturities to them. I don't know if that it's even a thing. They are, the, they, everyone has their own immaturities to them. Um... But um, yeah, he's definitely he definitely doesn't give a crap about what people think, and that's something very admirable. Yeah, I'm, I get kind of jealous sometimes. <laughs> I think when I say immature, I think because like when someone call when I'm when someone calls someone immature, usually it's just based off the way they act. You know, I think like mentally in our group. Pretty much everyone is pretty mature, um, and emotionally, everyone's decently mature. Um, but I think in the like what I'm talking about is just the way everyone carries themselves. I think that's why yeah. some people consider him immature is just because he acts in a very childish way compared to other people, which to us is very funny, but to other people they find it they may find it annoying, you know. And I, that, that's why I say, like, some people may think of him as immature, when really he's just as mature as any of us, you know? It's just that he likes to carry himself in a certain way, and that's what makes him happy. And we love him for it. Trying to think of a question. So, 
How do you feel about the previous relationship before this one? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, well, what do you want to know? I've never really um, actually gone deep into things. You don't have to. I guess I should. No, no, no. I think I should. Okay. I don't really give a shit what people think at this point because, you know. Yeah, um, you're trying to get on good terms with her, right? Yeah, I am. We'll see how this go- that goes. But, um, good. You, what do you want to know? It's like, how have you been able to cope with the recent feelings you have been feeling and and uh, um, how well I'm not going to go on and tell for those of you who are expecting this entire story of how we got together and everything that's just not fair to them but um <clears throat> what Ryan's referring to is that, you know, with the water fast and like, it's been a big topic this episode, but with the water fast and everything, I did go through a huge emotional breakdown and it was very dawn, like very hard for me to just accept a lot of things, but I did and it was very healthy, very much. Needed. Yeah. And, um, I think I realized a lot of, like, I realized before that a lot of the things that I did in the relationship weren't the healthiest for us. Who am I kidding? They were pretty bad, really. But I didn't realize it because I was, like I said, I was selfish at the time. Um, and that was the result, that, that resulted in us breaking up. And, um, you know, um, everything happens for a reason. Um, I think. I already talked about how I dealt with the breakup afterwards in an episode on Justin's podcast. So if you want, you can go check that out. I don't even know if he posted. But um, if it's out, go check it out there. Uh, <laughs> but I think, you know, when Ryan talks about feelings, it's not so much that I felt as though I still had feelings for her romantically. I think it's just that I felt, especially after this water fest and after everything that's happened these last few weeks, <clears throat> I felt almost a self-hatred because of the things that I did. It's like, how did I allow myself to do those things? And like, And how did I allow myself to act in a certain way? And I'm doing everything that I can right now to get us to be on good terms, but I'm not expecting it to work. I'm not expecting any of it to work. You know, I'm doing this because I miss having her as a be- as a friend and as a best friend. Because before, I don't know if many any of you know, but before we got together, we were best friends, and you know, I miss that. Like, and when a person means that much to you and has made that big of an impact on you it's hard to not have them in your life anymore. And it's hard not being on speaking terms with them. It hurts sometimes, you know. Um, Sorry. Um, um, 
No, but it was definitely hard realizing that I was the reason that we broke up and that <clears throat> many of the things that I didn't really reveal about myself to her before we had gone together were um were the reasons why we broke up and mean just not being capable again of um showing the real me to anybody was the reason why we broke up and you know when i she really got to see me at my worst she didn't like it and I'm, i don't blame her for it but because of that i guess i kind of had this expectation that she would accept me at my worst no matter what and which is a pretty unrealistic expectation and i mean like there's nothing wrong with how she reacted you know i'm pretty sure anybody would have reacted the same way but um i think i was pretty mad at myself for just not being completely me when we were really getting to know really all of me show, you know. I think, yeah, I don't know how to, how else to put it. It was really hard for me to realize because of accept those certain things. And I'm working through it all, like, right now. Obviously, it's, like, <clears throat> kind of an emotional thing for me to talk about. But, um, God. Um, no, yeah, I think, Sorry, I'm not a very um. No, I'm not a very um. Emotional type of guy, like I said. So you know that it's um. That I really mean it when I'm like crying like this. Um, because I I'm not a I'm not a guy that cries very often. I don't even remember the game last. Time. Um, <clears throat> but no, yeah. Um, I'm working through it now. I'm working on really being true to me and making sure that, yeah, or not self-love, but just not being afraid to show me, even when I'm at my worst, and allowing myself to be vulnerable and weak around people because that's what builds relationships. You know, I, for a long yeah. time, I really, I've really, um, not really allowed myself to <clears throat> show weakness and vulnerability to many people um, just because I grew up in a family where, or in a situation, in a in, in an environment where emotional vulnerability wasn't a thing that was very common, you know? And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just how I was brought up. And um, I think... I'm really working on it now, and it's because I don't want the same thing to happen with my current relationship. But, um, yeah, I'm working through it. I'm trying to be the best me that I can be. I think all everyone should do that. That's basically the whole basis of um, this whole episode. Just be, work on being the best you that you can be. Go through all those journeys, man. Go through everything. And... Know that there's light at the end of the tunnel.
and accept all of your insecurities and accept everything wrong about yourself because or that you think is wrong about yourself because really nothing's wrong with you yeah it's just that you know just keep working at yourself because people continue to grow and you'll only get better um yeah i think now is a good time to end this episode thank you for listening to our pilot episode this was a very emotional first episode but um <laughs> but uh thank you guys if you guys have listened this far and uh stay tuned for more episodes uh ryan do you want to give any closing words um thank you for listening to us talk the very first episode i really appreciate it show some love yeah. and support yeah us. share share this podcast with your friends um yeah. I pro- we promise that not every week is gonna be as as this week um we'll try to upload or try to record an episode weekly we don't know how that's gonna go but we'll try our hardest and um maybe see you next week thank you guys goodbye bye-bye